Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. What is up, Big Rig Nation? Boys, we are all back. It is January 3rd, 2023. Happy New Year to everybody. A lot has happened, boys, since we last uh, all got together two weeks ago. Um, unfortunately, not all exciting sports news. We will definitely start off with uh, the DeMar Hamler stuff. Um, boys, really sad situation. Really not any other words to describe it, but... Um, extremely like shocking and uh i know we were a bunch of football heads been watching football for gosh pretty much our whole life 30 years right out of the right out of the womb and and i don't think any of us have either i've seen anything close to this so obviously we're we're thoughts and prayers to to his family and to everybody but i guess we'll just start with that just thoughts i i i told you all i, I wasn't able to watch the game last night but i was keeping track on twitter and it's crazy. I don't. I don't really have anything, um, you know, to say. But we're thinking of them, thoughts and prayers. And um, I guess it's just kind of the, the somber side of football and sports. Of like, you know, these guys are humans, and uh, these things are. You know, I think we just look at them as like superheroes and untouchable and right concussions and broken legs. But like, this is. This is kind of a shocking day in the sports world. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll start. Um, yeah, I mean it's extremely sad. I think is is the word that comes to mind for me. I think, like you said, Rick, we we just look at these guys as almost like video game characters, or you know what yeah. I mean. Like we just broken leg doesn't even phase us carted off thumbs up you know onto the next play concussions i mean two is all the concussions he's had this year they just mm -hmm. we just play on backup quarterbacks in teddy bridgewater and, and just we just keep moving and um yeah this was different like it was it, i don't, I don't want to compare it to the night that sports the sports world stopped when COVID happened so i remember that night um it was I was in Utah and it, no one knew what was going on. I remember like, games were being canceled and stuff like that. And this is obviously much more severe given that someone needed to be brought back to life on the football field. But it was mm -hmm. like that unknown feeling of what's going on. There wasn't a ton of information when it happened. And it was, it was scary, right? I think it, it, it humanized the game. It humanized the players. Um, and I think they did the right thing by stopping the game and not continuing it. Cause I think initially they said in five minutes game will resume. Um, but thoughts and prayers with, you know, him yeah. and his family and fingers crossed everything, you know, works out and he's okay and survives this. And, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, scary situation. So. Again, thoughts and prayers with with the Hamlin family, and you know we'll see what yeah. happens from here. Yeah, yeah. And I, to to your point about humanizing the players, it's especially in the NFL. I'd say more so than any other sport is the. It's so easy to dehumanize 
the players like from a fan perspective because they i mean you, you can't see their faces 95 percent of the time they're wearing helmets they're all wearing helmets uniforms like yeah. you know they're they are just like video game players any of fantasy football that this kind of amplifies that um so a powerful kind of image for me in that what last night was when you had all the players you know in like a, a circle basically around Hamlin, they all had their helmets off. And it was just kind of a reminder mm-hmm. that these guys are all these guys are all like humans, just like us at the end. And Booger McFarland and Ryan Clark on ESPN last night, uh, I thought like did a really nice job of kind of like kind of breaking it all down and just kind of emphasizing that at the end of the day, like these guys, you know, they do get paid a lot of money and they, they mm-hmm. put their bodies on the line, but at the end of the day, like they all are just want to go back home like to their families and stuff and it's yeah it's different than like when a guy gets carted off with like a broken leg or blown out acl it's like yeah his career might be over but like his you know or severely impacted but his team knows like that you know their their friend like their their brother their teammate like is going to be able to you know talk to them after the game or like yeah. go home to their family and stuff and and that was where like in this situation it's it's almost like unprecedented like we we almost never see we've seen like spinal in injuries on the field before like kevin yeah. everett years back um yeah and Eric LeGrand and that, from Rutgers that come yep. to mind yeah. and those are the only things that come close but at least even in those cases you knew that the guy was going to live but obviously you didn't know about like stuff like paralysis and whatnot but in this case you have a guy just straight up you know stand up after a hit and just collapse and yeah. you know they're having to administer cpr to him on the field and oh my god i just i can't imagine and i, I think the the five minutes thing i i want to say i was reading on twitter because people were kind of blown up about that i want to say that was just kind of like the standard protocol for after i like kind of like the ambulance is off the field but so it was nice that they were all able to kind of get together and come yeah. to the quick realization that Dude, there's no way these guys are going to be able to go back out there and play until yes. they know something about about this guy. And then I felt terrible for T. Higgins mm-hmm. because he's yeah. the guy, the last, the last guy to be in contact with with Hamlin, and you just know that he's eating himself up about that. And you know, obviously, yeah. there's nothing that that he could have done. But that's just something that man, I just I hope it doesn't wear on him, and hope that. Hamlin's able to recover and whether or not he plays again, you know, is beside the point. I just kind of hope that everyone involved can, you know, come out on the other side. I think the one, um, like weird part about the whole situation, which brings me back to like that COVID night when all the league shut down was just as like unknown. Cause it's like, we couldn't see they were performing CPR on the field. Like we saw them Mm -hmm. huddled around him. So no one really knew if it was a spinal injury, it was a neck injury. Like yeah. until after the fact, when all the facts came out that he was like his heart had stopped on the field, I think that was even for the announcers, probably right. Like they probably didn't know exactly what was going on. Um, so yeah, it was just like that this like unknown there for, and it was like an hour. I think they delayed the game before they had finally announced that they wouldn't be playing again. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it was. And I was also listening to New York Sports Radio this morning, and Rick DiPietro, the former Islanders goalie, was talking. And he's like, I guess he has seen some stuff like this happen in hockey before, um, where like people's hearts have stopped. But it's it's like two times in like sixty years 
and that some of it was like a skate to the neck some of it was a yeah. puck to the chest. um but he's like this is just this stuff so rare and the fact that it was monday night football prime time one of the yeah. biggest games here nationally televised it's like everyone was watching um mm-hmm. it makes it hit home even more to like the casual fan who might not be watching you know a random yeah. game at one o'clock on a sunday so yeah yeah and apologies i think i'm i might have missed demar hamlin i think i said hamler hamlin's apologies to, to that but yeah no i think that's well said boys i think i the first thing i thought of is like you know you always like see you know the medical staff always you know they're always running out and i and it's like you know there's always ambulances and tunnels but it's like props to like the the medical team just to like to like i think they knew right away obviously he didn't have a pulse but like you know you're in front of seventy thousand fate like they were like there was life and death on the field and i just was like gosh i can't you know most of the time they're just you know filling the leg out it's like they literally saved his life so mm-hmm. i thought that was just incredible that i mean the ambulance drove out fat like i think they acted as fast as they could and just can't imagine what they're thinking in that moment that like holy cow like this is i think t higgins knew right away like you guys got to get out here like this guy this guy yeah. does and 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 it and I, pete i think you touched on it like these guys you know make a ton of money what ryan clark said and it's true like but the thing is about tomorrow is that like he's sixth round draft pick you know second year 24 years old like he's not making that you know, that veteran, you know, he's just playing for the love of the game and, you know, got um, a shot when Micah Hyde went down week two and, you know, he's just kind of just living his dream and, you know, he's not making millions every year. And it's, it's just so sad. And from what I've read about him, it's seems like such a wonderful guy. And um, from the keys rocks, I, I lived actually, it's right outside Pittsburgh. I lived there for a year out, out of college. So, you know, sure that town and city and state are are totally behind them as well as the rest of the country so yeah and just for reference we're recording this podcast at you know almost 11 a.m mountain time so we don't have any updates we don't know when this is going to be posted but as of right now no huge news this morning um as all we know right now is he is in critical condition um I think I read last night that his vitals are more stable, which is great news. So, yeah. um, uh, obviously things are fluid. The family just put out, I just got an ESPN notification that he's still in critical condition. So like you yeah. said, nothing changed. But. Yeah. So man, just, yeah, it's, um, I think at least for me and all of us, we live, live, breathe sports, like, and it's like, gosh, like this isn't a video. This is like real life. Like this is, it's like kind of a wake up call. Like Purdue had like had a heartbreaking loss. We'll talk about that here in a second. And like right after, like this happens, and it's like nothing else like matters. Like, yeah. it's like holy cow. So, yeah, but I will say the the cool thing is that because he had the he has this toy drive that he started, and I think yep, before the yep. game it was, you know, I can't remember. It was like around like 10k 25k yeah, or like something it's o- i think yeah yeah and it, it's it's over 3 million yeah so, overnight right 12 less yeah. than 12 hours yeah. yeah so that's awesome man i um, best wishes for for him and his family but i mean also i just shout out to all kind of the fans who you know showing their support as well and obviously a terrible situation yeah yeah i think it was really two pretty extremely f- passionate fan bases like 
the Bengals, Bills, obviously, and just, you know, bonded together as well as the whole country. You know, I read something like, thank you, you know, extremely unfortunate circumstances, but it has united the country is something that we really haven't seen in a long time. So it take, it's unfortunate that it takes this, but um, we're praying for him and his family. Okay. Um, obviously, we don't want to be insensitive, and if anything else pops up during this recording, we'll obviously add that in. But um, any last thoughts, boys, on Damar? Oh, I think I think we all touched on it. We're all thinking about him and his family, and you know, we got to wait and see at this point. So, hoping yeah. for the best. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. Moving on. Um, obviously. A lot has happened um, in the sports world, like I said, since we last recorded. We, all three of us, kind of got jammed up by the travel situation during Christmas. Um, so we weren't able to record last week. Um, but with that being said, we had some massive, massive college football games on New Year's Eve um, that we really didn't get to touch on before. But with that being said, we had uh, TCU versus Michigan, which was an all-time classic. Um, probably the best college semi game uh, ever at that time, which was not to be outdone by an incredible Georgia Ohio State game as well. So, boys, let's touch on TCU Michigan first. Um, what a game! That was yeah. a crazy. Crazy, crazy game. TCU absolutely just came out running, punched Michigan right uh, in the mouth, and really didn't seem to let up until, gosh, the last you know quarter, quarter and a half, where Michigan kind of found some some life and you know almost had a, you know the drive to to seal it. But um, I don't know. I love TCU. I think they've been disrespected all year. I would have said that if we did record. So I want to be sure. on the record for saying that TCU had a chance to win that game. And they obviously did. Um, but I, I don't know, boy, I loved it. I, I was like fired up, extremely happy to finally get some competitive semifinals. Um, Dean, I know you were a TCU hater the whole year. Are you ready to eat some humble pie? So I'll, I'll say this. We had a brief tidbit where we talked about the semifinals like two or three episodes ago, and I think we were all in agreement that Georgia and Michigan were going to roll through the semis. Uh, so, I don't know about I don't know about so, so let's take it easy. I don't I don't want to say roll, it easy. I think I said there Michigan was one of the best teams in the country, but I've been on TCU all year. Sure, sure. No, I I'm not gonna walk back this I Michigan played horribly and they still had a chance to win which to me you get two pick sixes a fumble down at the goal line and then the smoked tackle that Michigan had on third down where the guy then Quentin Johnson then housed it after it's like Michigan did everything in their power to lose that game and they still had the ball at the end with the chance to go down and win it don't forget the touchdown that was turned over too yeah exactly yeah yeah the touch yeah that's Thank you. Yeah, the touchdown that was called back that then preceded that goal line fumble. It's like, man, TCU needed all of that. Now, TCU's a good team. I, I never said they're not a good team. But 
I was like, I'm not coming away from this game be like, oh my god, TCU shocked the world. I'm like, more like, oh man, Michigan fucked up. TCU had three turnovers badly. too. I don't, I don't understand that. TCU, had, did, TCU could did, have, go back did everything for to lose that game too. They those go back for touchdowns. Well, yeah, they scored on the drives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a little bit of a difference there between a pick six and a and a drive down the field getting a touchdown. Understand, but TCU didn't play a perfect game by any means. I know, but I'm saying Michigan played horribly. Uh, Like if you're going down the list of like back breaking mistakes, Michigan had more of them than they. I think they both played horribly. Michigan maybe got. I mean, I think the touchdown by Roman Wilson that got called back. I think that's a game changing play. So I think, but also there was really bad calls on like the roughing the passer. Like, I mean, it was, you obviously you can't compare the two, but yeah. My point is, both, like, I, yeah. I'm not coming away from it being like, oh my God, TCU like totally yeah. like shocked me. It was more like, okay, Michigan played, played down to their level a little bit. And unlike the other game, which we'll talk in a bit, they just, they weren't fortunate enough to pull it out at the end. But I, think, I mean, uh, I, I'm I think glad that, we that got good games. Game played seven out of, or ten times. I think like Michigan probably won seven or eight of those. I think they were the better team on paper. But I, I mean, that's football, right? Any any given Sunday, Saturday, whatever you want to say, any team can win. Um, yeah. I mean, TCU is not a bad team. I think we all agree there. But man, they just they came out like they had nothing to lose, and they just put like like Dean said, they just punched punched them in the mouth in that first half. That was. I think everyone was shocked 10 minutes into that game. It was a blowout. Where we stood, yeah. Um, yeah. Props to Michigan, I'll say, for for keeping it a game and coming out in the second half and punching TCU back in the mouth and and keeping it close close enough to make it interesting in the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, props to TCU. They, uh, for the record, I, I did take them plus eight, so I was on the, on the wagon with the points. But um, I think – Across the nation, if you ask most people, you would you would say Michigan's going to win that game. So, I think it'll be a good final. I yeah, think but TCU, they did it. I know. I think I, I think mean, TCU I is gonna come out with the same mentality versus Georgia. Like, hey, we got nothing to lose. No one believes in us. Still, these so. I, these are weird takes from you guys because I, I I miss TCU did not play a per, near a perfect game at all, and they still like won that. Like, here's what I'm going with this right. If if they play eight times, I think TC wins five or six because of these two reasons. One, they absolutely control the line of scrimmage. Their D line absolutely shut down Michigan's running game, and that's where Michigan beat pretty much every single team. Was uh, obviously Blake Corum. Um, obviously then, Blake Corum. Obvious. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is like, and then uh, I, I'm I'm spacing on his name, uh, Donovan Donovan, Donovan, Donovan Edwards. Edwards who was just as good as Blake Corum, um, they totally shut him down. And then they made JJ throw the ball and he made good plays. But, and then on the other opposite end, TCU ran it down Michigan's throat. I mean, they really did. Um, They had like over 200 yards in rushing and Michigan. Think about it is set up a lot like Georgia, a lot like Georgia, right? Sets and Bennett's usually not winning the game. He's kind of a semi dual threat, but the blueprint on Georgia is kind of like the blueprint on Michigan, right? You kind of shut down, control the line of scrimmage, make sets and make plays. I mean, Kirby said at the end of the game, and we'll get to this game in a second, but Sets and Ben's going to have to play a lot better than he did to Ohio State. 
So I, I think the blueprint and game plan are the exact same, and I don't know why TCU continues even right now. It gets disrespected for hanging fifty-one on Michigan's defense, which they didn't did. even they got they got two pick sixes. They it doesn't. I mean, they it, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But they made they made Michigan. Uh, I mean, JJ was good all year. He made they made him create on both sides of the ball. So you I mean, take away fourteen, they still hung with thirty-five on them. Yeah, but I guess my my frustration, and this went back to when TCU lost to Kansas State, is Michigan went undefeated all year, and then they they lose. They have one bad game against TCU, and now like their season's over. TCU has their one bad game in the Big Twelve Championship in a game that now just essentially was they said didn't matter. That's that was kind of my main frustration is that the teams like Georgia and Michigan, their undefeated seasons and their you know their big wins, winning their conference championship, meant nothing when the other two teams that they're facing in the playoff didn't even win their conference championship and then had had one loss. That was my main frustration with TCU and also why I didn't really care for Ohio State. Now, obviously, kind of the way it worked out. So, who would you that, put out if you see? See, this is where you get in trouble, right? Who are you putting Alabama or Tennessee? And if you put, you I mean, can't I, put I'm, Alabama I'm, above Tennessee. I'm pretty sure I've said all year that you know Georgia and Michigan were the two teams, my two best teams, and I wanted to see them play. And then, kind of, yeah, the Alabama thing kind of came in later because I was like, anyone past those top two, I was like, you know, no one came out of the Pac-12 that was going to be a playoff contender, and then Clemson, obviously, you know was not you know a contender coming out of the ACC. So honestly that's how I was all year is those top two teams and then kind of whoever else was filling it out. I was like they don't really deserve to be there like Georgia and Michigan do. That was so that, who that was would you put TCU after they lost the Big 12? Oh I would put Alabama in there. That's crazy. That's where Alabama, that's where your that's where your argument is. No Alabama there, smoked Kansas. No, I mean, well, my main argument is TCU that had the best, the best the best strength of schedule out of all six teams. TCU lost Tennessee. to Kansas State, and Kansas State got blown out of the building by Alabama. We didn't know that at the time. What do you mean I, I we didn't know that? The time at the we didn't we didn't see the Alabama game until two days ago. We when you're picking the four teams, you're picking up based on what you know at that time. We knew Strangers. that Alabama was good. Strength ahead, of schedule Pete, is like such a, a loose term in college because it's like they all play each other, right? Like the SEC, obviously the strength of schedule is going to go down because they all beat up on each other. And TCU is just the, like, I just, Bama is, has superior athletes to TCU. I think we could all agree on that. Yeah. I think that's kind of where Dean's going with that. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see here. And I hate Alabama. I'm happy TCU. TCU made it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I would much rather see TCU than Alabama, but that doesn't mean that Alabama's not a better team than TCU. Right, but you can't argue that when Tennessee, you wouldn't put Tennessee above Alabama, who beat Alabama. With a, yeah, they beat okay, see, and Bryce Young had a I don't know why shoulder in that game. Actively, oh, this is crazy. I mean, TCU got in, they beat Michigan, and you guys are still saying, I don't, I don't get it. I'm agreeing. I just told you I was happy that TCU got Dean's not. to be in. But I just don't think that takes the argument off the table that Alabama potentially is better than ten, or uh, better than TCU. That's not how it works. I get that, Rick. I'm not saying that they should go back and change it, but I think what to Dean's point is that 
there is potentially well Michigan and Georgia were the best two teams in the country this year. I don't think anyone will question that. Yeah. Undefeated in the two best conferences in football. Oh yeah, I am questioning that because they lost. They lost both TC. Yeah, TCU lost to Kansas State. Is Kansas is Kansas State better than TCU? But if Mich- how can Michigan be two of the best teams in the country if they lost? Because it, it, when it comes down to a one game winner take all, you guys are crazy. I'm glad we don't have that. So it's really irrelevant now because we're moving to a 12 team playoff. But I don't know. You, you, your arguments. My argument's very simple. You can't like Georgia and Michigan, like undefeated, won their conference championship. They deserve the opportunity to play for championship. TCU lost their but conference championship. How can you put Alabama in? And that game not, meant nothing. No, not and my point is, and my point is that you have like TCU, Ohio State, Alabama, like all teams that didn't win their conference. And then if I'm stacking those teams up, I would have put Alabama over TCU. That that's my point. If you're lining up teams that are not conference champions, so you're and you're putting and a two the, loss team above a one loss team with a better. I'm, just, I, I'm saying the two loss. I'm saying Alabama is better than TCU. That's how it works. And I'm saying that none of them deserve to go to the playoff like Georgia and Michigan. To where like now Michigan they, they lose to TCU, so they have one loss this year, and they're a conference champion. And TCU has one loss, is not a conference champion, and now is playing. For the national championship, that's kind of my frustration with it. But then that just like then we should just go back to the old system where it's just the top two best teams get it get the championship game, and it's all just opinion by the writers or whoever chooses it. You know, that's why they play the that's why they play the playoff. But yeah, I'm saying is that I agree with your point, Pete. Though is that with the larger playoff is conference champ like you you'll get rewarded for winning the conference champion the yeah. conference championship. Exactly. But yeah, str- and you're, you're dying on a hill that is shrinking. It's already shrunk. Your your hill is no longer. TCU I'm not sure it. how this is. I'm not sure how this is so difficult for you to understand, Rick. Like my point is clearly Georgia and Michigan uh, were the top are the top two teams in college football. Yes, anything can happen in a one game winner take all. Just like St. Pete is not was not better than Purdue last year in the NCAA but, tournament. But they you don't know, crown they, championships they, they on who's better on paper. I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying is that it's it kind of sucks for Michigan that they have this phenomenal season, win their conference championship, go undefeated, and their one loss just happens to be in a game that matters. Whereas TCU's one loss got basically stricken from the record. That's how it works in every single sport. If you lose in the regular season, you're not out. You lose in the bracket playoffs, you're out. I know. I think all he's and, trying to say is Michigan's a better team, just like Purdue was. And I don't team. feel yes. bad for Michigan because I sat in a bar with Michigan fans in Indianapolis, and they were all cheering for TCU to beat Kansas State because they wanted to play TCU. Every single one of them. The bar was there's a huge TCU bar. Thousands of thousands of Michigan fans were pissed when Kansas can't say beat TCU because they thought they're going to be number four and they're going to play Ohio State. So I have zero sympathy for Michigan fans. They got exactly what they wanted. They lost. All right. All right. I let's mean, move on to the next game. Yeah. This yeah. is gonna we're gonna go in circles here. <laughs> yeah. so. All right. Uh here we go. Uh Georgia, Ohio State. A really good game. Georgia probably should have lost that game. But I don't know if I can say that now. I don't know what you guys are gonna say. You guys are in weird takes today, but um Georgia you was gaslight. 
the better team all year. Still a better team, but Ohio State super quiet this last month after getting the doors beat off them in Columbus. They're up what thirty-five to twenty-four in the fourth quarter. They yeah. lost. That's a yeah, tough. This was a. I'll go first, Dean. I think uh, I just never thought I'd see a game, at least this bowl season, top the TCU-Michigan game. And sure enough, a couple hours later, I mean, I thought Georgia was done. I mean, they just looked they looked great. Yeah. And I was on East Coast time zone during it. So, like, that that kick at the end literally was right when the clock struck midnight. Um and Georgia, they got that dog in them, man. They uh, they weren't the dogs, but man, they 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 fought back in that game. They did not deserve to win that game, um, but they they came back and and played tough. And and that missed field goal, Ohio State had they had their chance. They had their chance to to send them yeah. to to pull the upset. Um, they played better all game, and they had their chance to win and, and just couldn't pull it off. I I think it's for the best. I think Georgia TCU is a better storyline um personally and i think uh it's like a true underdog story now with tcu going against what everyone would consider the best team in the country all year um michigan being second uh, and um <laughs> i think a lineup good i think i think it's great for college football though that the playoffs worked out like this because in past years it's always been at least one if not both uh semifinal games just being total bloodbaths um by the Alabamas, the Clemsons of the world. So I think this is really good for college football. I think it sets them up for a great um, bowl season moving forward with a 12-team playoff. I think you'll see, you know, a lot more teams that probably deserve to for a, to, to have that chance to play in the, in the championship game um, in coming years. So I think all in all, I mean, we don't have to do as big of a deep dive in that game, but I think all in all, a good day for college football. Um, for both those games being as good as they were. Yeah. 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 I'll say it's like Ryan Day is going to have the entire offseason to think about how he could have managed that that last point. Like it was what first and 10, two timeouts, ball at the at the 31, 25 seconds left. And you run three plays, go backwards two yards and shank a field goal that, that would have Put put you through like wasn't even that field goal was even. I mean, this Ruggles guy's been automatic right all year. Yeah, but I guess he's kind of struggled when he's gotten out close to that like fifty yard range. He nailed but, forty-eight. Yeah, but that yeah, kind of pressure. Though. But I mean, it's it's. De- I mean, yeah, it's a fifty-yarder well, in the game. If if he makes that field goal, the the goat the scapegoat from this game is the Georgia kicker. Because he missed two field yeah. goals. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. But, but it, man, I I said this when uh when Stroud got that run down in the thirty one. I was like, I was like, this is kind of a blessing and a curse. It's like because now they're in field goal range, but that thirty one that is basically where Georgia was going to start all out blitzing them, try to try to push them back or force them into a bad throw, and it worked. Like. Ohio State, like they ran into a run blitz, lost two yards, then ran two like awful pass plays. And I was just like, well, shit, better hope your kicker can make a 50 yard field goal. And it wasn't even close. Wasn't even, it wasn't close. even close. It wasn't even close. Oh, right but, off the foot. Right off the foot. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't even. Yeah. 
Oh shot. my god! Like, like the kicker had to like pick up the holder because like the holder like looked up, saw the kick, and was just like, "All right." But oh, but how how much of a turning point was Marvin Harrison Jr. getting lit up? They win that game if he doesn't. Yeah, he was playing unbelievable. I mean, Stroud had a great game. That play might have cost them the game. Him just not throwing that How's ball that off the back of the end zone. Because I guess it was like shoulder to the guys like midsection. Yeah, like, goodness gracious! I don't, man. It was just it was just a a vicious hit. I, I don't it think it was illegal. But also, yeah. it's like Stroud, man. What are you doing? Like I thought he was yeah, throwing he's... the ball out the back of the end zone, and like it was it all it was almost a touchdown, but then it ended up just being like a hospital pass for yeah. for Marvin. You're like, yeah. Dude's out, QB. and then QB. you can't. Yeah. For, for sure, your best for sure. you can't lead him in the football. Yeah, like, yeah. but uh, things. Uh, and I'll say, I mean, I date an Ohio State grad who was claiming the entire game that you know she knew that the team was going to lose, which I just, I, I, I can't support that um, because she was. Why just are Ohio State best. fans like, "What was me? Like, when did that? I, when did that happen?" I don't know. They're like, we they run the table all year, and they're like, oh, we suck. Like, I don't. Yeah, Rick, you yeah. do you do that? The, the old but reverse, we're not Ohio State. The old reverse jinx. Like, uh, <laughs> no, but I think they sincerely believe it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Stroud had an. I feel bad for Stroud. He, gosh, he one of the best he, careers ever at Ohio State goes zero two against Michigan, and yeah, he'll be he'll be totally forgotten. And he, he's yeah, talking he will. about it after they lost to Michigan. He's like. You know, all they're going to say about me is that I I didn't I didn't beat Michigan, and I mean it's true. Even like even Has like Haskins, honestly, NFL career aside, they love Haskins at Ohio State because he beat the shit out of Michigan, and he like set records and beat the shit out of Michigan. Stroud set records, didn't beat Michigan. They'll forget about him. Oh, and two. That's that's tough. Is Dan in the hot seat? He just that he'll be question. Stroud when he gets the NFL is getting paid millions. So yeah, yeah. but yeah. Ohio State's a little different though, Pete. Uh, yeah, it is kind of like a, a cult. Yeah. But right Ryan Day though? Yeah. I, is he on the is he on the is... I, I think mean, that I think that game saved his job. I think it had the potential to until like those calls at the end of the game. Kind of, I think that walks back a little bit of it, but the streets are talking. The streets are talking. Yeah, no, I know the streets are talking. They said Ryan Day was born on third and thinks he hit a triple. Is what I've been what I've been hearing. They didn't say that since last year. That's like, I if he loses to Michigan next year, I was like, he's done. He's got to be gone. Like, pet. Like his bags will be packed, but. I'm so tired of Georgia. I I'm like sick of Georgia. I really I mean, am. they have they have they're kind the of become the new Alabama. They've they won the last four years. Best recruiting classes. Yeah. I was kind of excited to see like an Ohio State TCU. I've been I'm just tired of Georgia. I don't have an appetite for them. They're good. The and they're thing, extremely say, good. The funny, funny thing about Georgia is like, you know, Alabama, like their Achilles heel over the years was their like quarterback. Um, well, no, I mean, because like, well, they eventually started getting good quarterbacks, but they yeah, still like yeah. they they lose games because like the kicker. Yeah. But now it's like, how does Georgia have those top recruiting classes and like a twenty-five-year-old Stetson Bennett is the dude for like for yeah. two seasons? It now. is I'm weird. Like, 
Was he a walk-on? I think so. And it's like no, he it's beat a great out. point, Dean. How do you not have like five stars? Walk like like they had Justin Fields, obviously. Justin, and yeah. Before he's him, the same they ages. Had, he's younger than Stetson. Yeah, Stetson's older than Lamar Jackson or some shit. Or like same age. I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's crazy. I can't get over it. Oh, I love football. Those games yeah. just like just can. Oh, it's like how do you not watch those games? And you know, I was screening at my TV. Yeah. Oh. I do think it'll be a good game, though, because if nothing else, we've seen all year that TCU can play good defense. And, yeah, if Stetson doesn't play better than he did against Ohio State, it's going to be tough because, like, yeah, Georgia will have, you know, the advantage at like kind of like the skill positions besides wide receiver and Quentin Johnson. But we'll see. Ohio State State was able to piece up that – Georgia secondary, which would be a little bit concerning for me as a as a Georgia fan. Like they were giving up a lot of like wide open receivers. Yeah, yeah. Stetson like still had a good twenty three through thirty four four hundred yards and three pit three touchdowns one pick. I mean, yeah. Cause, well, he started really having to like open it up yeah. in the second half. They had to kind of abandon the run. The crazy thing to me it was uh, Brock Bowers. One catch. I thought he was like sick or something. Was he sick? I think, I, he had. Like, yeah. He's such yeah. an X factor. That guy's unreal. He's like the next Gronk. I swear. Yeah, I just love. He's uh, got like the, the 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 wristband or whatever. Yeah. Like the the place. I'm like, and he just looks. I mean, he was he's a wide receiver, but he looks like a tight end. I don't know. He's always he looks open. like. Yeah. He's always open. <laughs> no, he's, he's always not fast. If he played against Purdue, that he would have 500 yards. I mean, um, he looks like he should play for Purdue, honestly. Yeah. Except he's athletic. Yeah, I mean, way way too good for us. But um, quick quick look to the Natty. We have Georgia. I think they opened up at like 13 point. 13 and a half yeah. point favorites and yeah. slow. I expect that to go closer to 11. It's already at 12 and a half, maybe 10. I think the TCU's going to have some money coming in. How can you not? That's a lot of points. Yep. I agree. I think it's going to be a good game. I think so too. It'll be very know, disappointing man. if Georgia just blows them out just because yeah. like we had two good semifinal games. Georgia looked mortal. Yeah. I mean, Georgia has that potential. Yeah. But uh, the funny thing was that there were a bunch of uh, University of Texas players on Twitter after the TCU-Michigan game being like, hey, we we held these guys to 17 points. TCU had every single game they played was crazy. I, I I don't know how I got roped in. I just think I just bet on TCU every week. But like the Oklahoma... Oklahoma State game, the the Kansas game, the this Baylor game, game, the Baylor like. There's something to say about just winning those games, man. These guys are just like, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they were a goal line stand away from winning the Big Twelve championship. Like I showed on that, but they they were close. Okay, Dean. That's they were close. Uh, Didn't get it done. Michigan fans wanted to play TCU. I can't get over. I close. vividly, I was in Indy. They want to play TCU. 
I'm sorry you were so, accosted by the Michigan fans. I wasn't. I just was like, I was. It made me happy. It's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like when the Yankee fans say, like in 2018, that we want Boston. They got. I'll, they will chance heard from Queens to Manhattan from the Bronx, and they got Boston. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, TCU can win that game though. I think TCU. I don't think they will win the game. I think they they can win the game. Yeah, they're gonna have to play way better as well, if not better than they played against Michigan offensively and defensively to have a shot. But I think if they come out with that same attitude of like, "Hey, we got nothing to lose. Everyone's doubting us." Yep. And it, I mean, anyone could win on any given day, like we said earlier. So yeah, I think they're. Did you guys? Oh, sorry, Pete. Did you guys see that Harbaugh? Probably gone. Yeah, the the rumors are flying. I mean, like, if he gets any NFL offer, which of course he will, there's gonna be like seven, eight openings. Man, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to take any NFL offer. I can think of one team that they offer him I would right. not accept. Yeah, the Colts. Yeah. Yes. Or the I mean, Broncos. Would you want to get in that mess, Raiders? Yeah. Yeah. If Brady. Well. I think if Brady comes, McDaniel's is gonna stay, right? That's yeah. That whole what, what the Raiders gonna do, like what they're doing with Carr, is just wild. I I know Maybe, we're, we're talking kind yeah. of about Harbaugh, but yeah. Would you leave? We'll get into the NFL in a second. Would you leave Michigan? I don't think I would. Unless yeah, I, just some amazing job that opens up. That's already a playoff team that you just got to take to the next level. I don't think you leave Michigan. Yeah, they either has so either his playoff team or has like a high draft pick to go like or like a young playoff team, young quarterback or high draft pick to go get, you know, your quarterback. I'm not coming into some of these teams that are out there like Denver, where you have no picks, and you yeah. gotta like basically come in and fix Russ. The Panthers, who aren't gonna be bad enough to have like a top pick this year, or like the Colts to where like you know. I don't know. He played for the Colts, right? Yeah, for like a couple seasons. He's like in it's yeah. He technically played for the Colts. It's like I mean, okay. I'm looking through. There's just not a lot of there's not gonna be a lot of openings. Like no. Texans. No, he was not gonna want to go there. The Colts, Panthers. I mean the Chargers but, is one we didn't talk about. Is, is Stefanski long. gone in Cleveland? Maybe. I don't know if he wants to get into the Sean Watson mess, though. No. Yeah. Well, and, and just so that is probably the most ideal one for him. Yeah, he's the RAF Herbert. I mean, you got you got you, you could walk in. There I don't think they're going to fire him in the playoffs. Why are yeah. they, they're going to fire. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think the Texans' job is that bad because they'll have the number one pick this year, either number one or number two. I guess you know if, if they if they win and the Bears lose, maybe the Bears get one, but. Um, then they have Cleveland's picks for like the next four years for the Deshaun trade. It's like you that team could get better quickly. And it's like coming into a team where you at least have like a clean slate and you're not trying to fix like a mess that's already there isn't yeah. the worst thing in the world for me. But I mean, he's and got a good thing in Michigan. He doesn't need to take any. Yeah, I don't you know, like what are you shitty maybe the commanders? I don't know if Ron Rivera survives this. But again, you need a quarterback. That's though. a dumpster yeah. fire, too. 
why would that's like yeah. the biggest dumpster fire feels like but anyway we'll get to nfl in a second um i two uh two quick segments uh college basketball anything to cover there well we didn't talk about any other bowl right, yeah games. any other bowl games yeah sorry that's a good point uh the Tulane usc bowl was crazy that was a fan oh my gosh that was yeah. awesome that was awesome I mean, rough day for the Pac-12. And rough day USC, for the Big Ten and the Pac-12. <laughs> well, at least like the Big Ten beat the Penn State beat the shit out of Utah. Yeah, yeah, that, that game would have been much closer if Utah's quarterback didn't go down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Yeah, the Tulane that was sick. That just sums up USC season, man. They they would look so good at times. And then they just end up disappointing you. I mean, they looked good most of that game. Yeah. And that was wild. The guy, like, drops the kickoff out of bounds at the one-yard line. Yeah. Dude, they were up what? Like, they were up 40, 45 to 30 with four, yeah. 430 left. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude, like... Caleb Williams so be had crazy. an insane stat line, too. Insane. Yeah. He was 37 for 52, 462, five touchdowns. That's crazy. And the two lane, he was eight for 17. He's ran the ball. That guy was really fast. Spears. Yeah. It's unfortunate for two lane. They have this great year. It's like, man, they bet they're wishing there was the 12 team playoff. Yes. Yep. They they'd be in the second round. Same with like Penn State yeah. and LSU. <laughs> My God, um any other bowls you guys want to talk about? I mean, obviously Alabama kind of rolled through Kansas State. But I'll say this, and it's the only thing else I'll say about Alabama is I liked that both Bryce Young and Will Anderson, two of like the top yeah, they played three, draft prospects I, I like that they i like that they played like i i don't i don't blame any of these guys for deciding to sit out because i mean we all we all know the reasons they can have but i mean it was cool to see like those guys out there in a game that especially when the standard at a school like alabama is championship or bust it was kind of cool to see them out there and obviously you know bryce had a monster game but i mean i i, I liked so some of these bowl games are just kind of tough to watch when you have a bunch of guys sitting out and it's, you know, not what the the matchup doesn't end up being what it was hyped up to be because the players just aren't there. So it was kind of cool to see those guys out there. So why do you why do you think these guys like who have literally millions of dollars to lose like play? I mean, I I heard something the other day that um I think it was I know they have insurance claims, but like, or policies or whatever. I think it was Nick Saban. I, I do think it goes a long way when you're drafting someone. Unless you're going to be a top five pick, I could I could kind of get it. But if you're not going to be in the top five, top ten, and you're still a first round pick, I just I think it goes a long way for a team choosing you, knowing that like you're 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 a football player. You're going to go out there. You're going to play for your brothers, play for your team. Yeah. Uh, I agree. If I'm drafting someone with first overall or you know our first round pick, paying them yep. however much, ten million a year plus, 
Like, I don't want a guy who's like biggest game of the year for my team is just going to be sitting on the sidelines because they don't want to get hurt. It's like, we want to pay you to play football and be on your sideline with your brothers and go out to battle. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. even the guys that have gotten hurt in those games, they still get drafted, right? Like, it's not like their dream's over forever, even if it's an ACL. You know, they might not go to the third or fourth round, which is obviously a huge financial impact, but you're going to get a chance to come and improve yourself and like earn that contract if you do go down. And it, it's so far and few between. Think about how many bowl games there are and how many people you see actually go down that are going to be a first round pick. It happens a couple of times a year in the conversation or a couple of times every couple of years. And the conversation starts with like, why are they even playing? But I don't know. I have respect for the guys that go out and play. Yeah. 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 I'd say I, I, I can see like if someone opts out, I'm like, okay, fine. If they play, I'm like, okay, great. Like, I think the reasons for, for either are, are valid just because, I mean, like we talked about at the top of the, of the pod, you know, anything can happen. I do agree with Pete though. And I've kind of seen this said a lot by former players is these guys are football players first. And most of them are playing football because they love playing the game. And it's another opportunity for them to go out and play like kind of with their brothers with their friends or teammates kind of one last time and kind of like, and for a lot of these guys, the bowl game is kind of like, it's just a celebration of the season a little yeah. bit. So yeah, I, I definitely like seeing those guys get played, uh, going, going out there and playing, but yeah, it, every time, every time someone gets hurt, you know, the masses come out and be like, Oh, should have played. Oh man. Cool. Jesus. All right. Well, fun bowl season, right? Good bowl season. Yeah. Anything else? He's holding up a bag of Cheez Its. So I think he wants you to talk about the, I think he wants to talk about the Florida State Oklahoma game. Oh yeah, the Cheez It Bowl. Uh good game. Oklahoma lost. Oklahoma might have their best year, right? Six and seven, but Lincoln Riley got embarrassed twice on national stage. Yeah. For sure. Good year, a quiet year for Florida State, but yeah, they're going to be. Like they're they're, they're gonna, going the right direction. Yeah, they were like three and nine last year. Yeah, did we talk about the De, uh, Deion Sanders team losing their oh, championship? No. That was a, I watched that game too. That was crazy. That was that was a nuts game, and uh, Shadur's got like a YouTube channel. I was watching some like the the videos that that they made and, and posted on it. It's just like. Damn, like I almost I, I wonder I know Dion had to announce they had to announce Dion coming to Colorado just because of the the, the dates for like recruiting and the transfer yeah. portal and whatnot. But you have to think that that probably is a big reason why they lost that their their championship. It was, that was a crazy coach leaving. Game. That was a crazy game. Yeah. The guy drops the wide open touchdown pass that would have tied it. <sighs> Literally fucking just brick hands. Dude. Yeah, I heard Shador's the Heisman favorite for next year. Is he that good? That can't be right. I, I hey, read it. Caleb Williams is coming back next. Yeah, dude, CU is going to be a problem. I want to see so, how Shador plays against like D one guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean the reads and yeah the 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 looks are going to be way different, but yeah, some, he, some kid from USC, five-star quarterback just decommitted this morning. Yeah. Didn't like what you saw yesterday. Yeah. 
So uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. Purdue. Tough one. Maybe closer than the score looked. <laughs> I mean, it's tough when they throw a pick six at the end of the game. You're just like, is this guy gonna house it? Yeah, he's gonna house it. Yeah, uh, he's housing it. <laughs> that was uh, Brian Kelly, dude. He's credit to him, dude. He he doesn't care. Unapologetic. Was that after Burks got crushed? Was that pick six afterwards? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Pick six was like the second to last play of the game. I think we just need it the next play. Can can we all agree on my comment from a few episodes ago that Purdue's mediocre? Pete, yes, it was not a reflection of our season whatsoever. And Dean's a, Dean is a Purdue critic. I just said mediocre. That game would have looked totally – I mean, our top three players were out. You think we knew Purdue was mediocre. Before that game, that game wouldn't have proved anything either way, though, with like Purdue missing all the guys that we were missing. Are those three and the head coach? Were, are those three players worth 56 points? It was way more than three players. Yeah, we had a ton in our head coach and our yeah. whole coaching staff, Pete. Like, yeah, it through Breeze, man. Yeah, the X Factor didn't work out like some thought it would. The X Factor, as I said, was not an X factor. Do we can we all agree that Drew Brees' coaching career is over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For now, yes. But hey, it's, it's pre, he's loyal to Purdue. How many guys are that loyal to a university? A and, and Drew Brees knew we were going to get curb stomped. He's very close to LSU. Knows that program very well. Knows all of our players are out, and still willingly, like no one, no one would do that. Probably name another. Austin. Probably knew that Austin Burton couldn't complete a pass. You think Peyton Manning's going back to Tennessee? No. Tom Brady going back to Michigan? No. I mean, if their coach got let go and they had a bowl game, no chance. I I, I think I think Peyton Manning would go back to Tennessee for a bowl game. A coach? No. No. Quarterback coach? Maybe. Yeah, it was bad. It was embarrassing. But uh, LSU, I mean, it's an. It was never going to be a game. We all knew it. So, I feel bad for Devin Mitch that they spent money on that game. At least the weather was nice. Yeah, it said it was like eighty. They had a blast. I talked to them many times. They Facetimed me. It looked awesome. They're in really good spirits. But uh, yeah, I mean the Purdue, the new Purdue era starts. It started yesterday, and uh, I love Ryan Walters. I've said that. I love him even more. <laughs> he was getting interviewed. While we're getting During just stomped. a massive, they're like, yeah, and that's uh, another LSU thirty-yard game, Ryan. Yeah, so tell us about how you're gonna. So, but a huge, huge quarterback pickup, Pete. I'm not sure if you caught wind of this, but Hudson Card transferred from Texas is now a boilermaker, and presumably our starting quarterback. That's a huge pickup. He played a snap at Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Gene, you probably know more about him than I do. What's and he's dual threat. Yeah, yeah, he was like number two dual threat in his class. Some and he'll be. Uh, I think he has got two years of eligibility left. I I asked like my roommate, huge University of Texas fan. I was like, talk to me about Hudson Card, and basically he's like, 
he'll get better just by no longer playing in the state of Texas. Like he was a high school, he was a Texas yeah. high school like stud, and he just needed to get out of Texas. And uh, he said he's not going to lose us games, but he might not always win you games. But I was like, that's what we need. Purdue's problem is that we pick up the guys that find ways to blow <laughs> blow games. So I, I like that. And then I'll say, love the dual threat. And let, let's be real, Ian, if he's just decent, that's a great pickup for, yeah. for Purdue. It's good for me. What's a new coach? I mean, like, <laughs> it's a now, huge. The funny part is, like, we're, he's leaving Texas because he's not good enough to play there to come. Well, because they're getting Arch Manning to, to, to come to Purdue, where he, he's going to play because they're just media. It's like every transfer portal quarterback. Yeah. Like Cade McNamara was starting quarterback Michigan, left Michigan to go to Iowa. Yeah, they're not good enough to play in the big schools. So he, well, he was a starting quarterback. Well, I mean, Texas had Quinn Ewers, who was who did not play well this year, but was like a top top recruit that they pulled away from Ohio State, and he was he was getting the benefit of the doubt and getting to play even when he wasn't playing well. So I think Hudson was also kind of done with that too. Not really getting a true opportunity to play consistently I'm or actually compete for he the wears job. A, he wears a visor. That's cool. I like that. That's, real, that's like really that. cool. Point. We've never had a quarterback who wears a visor. Stats go up when, when that happens. I, I love yeah. that. Bright lights. And he gets to play against Michigan and Ohio State next year. So, uh, But, yeah, all aboard. It stinks. It was a bad ending to the season. But the show goes on. And... Uh, who knows? I think we have one of the toughest schedules in the nation next year. Ooh, mediocrity might be tough. Classic strength of schedules eight months away. <laughs> I mean, we're playing two of the four teams that are in the playoffs this year. So, College football is so fluent, though. I mean, it's going to be a whole new team next year. It's actually the least fluent. It's like the same teams are always in the playoffs. I'm talking about the players on the team. Yeah, that is true. A quarter of them change every year, at least. I mean, that's factually true. Uh, but anyway, okay. Uh, any more college football before we? Uh... No, no. Okay. Uh, quick breaking news because I don't. I don't think we have much baseball talk. Did you, did you guys see this? Lay it on us. We'll let you know if we saw it or not. Do we can get a can get a noise bite? Uh, Rafael Devers has signed a one-year deal with the Red Sox. As expected. Great. $17.5 million. So, good news is um, he's still playing for the Red Sox. And bad news is he's only for one year right now. Bad news is the Red Sox already missed the playoffs next year. Uh, That's yeah. not true. 41 days until pitchers and catchers report, and the Red Sox have already been eliminated. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we're recording these takes now, boys. <laughs> glad that you're recording these takes. Um, Another weird thing, Car- Carlos Correa? That was What's wild. Going What's going I mean, they're, he's still not signed. See, I'm trying to think back to when we last recorded, because I feel like the timeline – for Carlos Correa and this podcast couldn't be worse. He signed with, or he was like agreeing with the. the we like, always record a day early. Yeah. 
the day the the deal with the Giants fell through a, the day after we record. He agrees to the Mets, and then we're about to record that we don't that week. And then, yeah, he's now no one knows what's going to happen. And the update has been for the last week that there is no update. I mean, it's got to be know. pretty bad for like Cohen not to be like, all right, dude, like just come for like three years, three years, 40 million. I think, I mean, he's not signed. Is trying to get that long term deals because he knows, yeah, he knows he's banged up. He knows yeah, his he knows leg is like four or five good years in him, and then he's probably going to be mediocre on the back half of that contract. So if he plays it at all, like if he, if he can't run. Props to him though for saying like I'll take two. What is it, two or three less years of the Giants for forty million less? I'm just trying to get that long term deal. He's like, screw it, I don't care. Like if they're gonna give me the money, I'll go there. Um, yeah. Scumbag Correa still still lives. No Once scumbag. Once a scumbag, always a scumbag. No loyalty. Yeah. Give me. He's like, yeah, I'll take I'll take three twenty with a broken leg rather than three sixty. Yeah. Loyal That's a good guy. Bag. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's like a Toby Ellisberry. No, the worst part is like Astros fans being like, like, oh, because like, someone posed a question, like, would the Astros like take Correa back, like on like a five year deal or something? Everyone's like, no, like we have Jeremy Pena. It's like, ah, fuck off. Like, I, I would take Carlos Correa for five years in a heartbeat over He's even good. the World He's Series really MVP. Yeah. But I bet that's the West Wild. Now, I, I think he still ends up with the Mets, but yeah. I mean, Cohen didn't get to be like a fucking mega billionaire by by overpaying and throwing away money, I guess, or making bad business decisions. So I think he's got all yeah. the leverage now because everyone knows and no one's going to pay him. So he's like, dude, I'll sign you 10 years for 250 or I'll give you yeah. five years for 250 Like. If you want yeah. the long deal, like I'm not going to pay more knowing that you're hurt. Yeah. And no one else wants him, but he still will yeah. pay more than the market value. He's damaged him. goods. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, um, 43 days, boys. Maybe we should do like a spring training trip. That, that'd be fun. Where do the Astros play? Uh, play Arizona or Florida? Florida. They're in Florida. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Do a things to think about on the uh we could do the the pod on the side yeah we'll do we'll do a pod from each stadium <laughs> on the road the on rigs, the road the big the road rig. the rigs we, we almost rent. need to do that we gotta rent a yeah. big rig if we're gonna do it yeah, yeah we gotta rent a, a 58 footer yeah with with wi-fi so we could record <laughs> yeah. jeez boy that would that'd be brutal but for the pod for the pod all right let's move on to the nfl yeah. All right, let's. Crazy day. Crazy NFL slate. I mean, the the last update the NFL has came out is that Bills and Bengals will not be resumed this week. I week 18 that. remains as scheduled, which we already kind of touched on. That, that kind of jumbles things up for some of the teams that either play the Bills or Bengals or a division wild card stuff still on the line that now gets directly impacted by that game not finishing. Yeah, so it doesn't look like they're gonna play it. Is that what it looks like? Not this week, at least. It says, yeah, it says the statement yeah. from Roger Goodell said the game will not be played this week. 
Right, which they have to. I mean, that's, yeah. But it also said that all the Week 18 games are as normally scheduled right now. Yep. Mm, interesting, Kurt. So I'll, I'll, I'll kick off NFL by just talking about the Jets. The last time we'll talk about the Jets this year. Gee, thank gosh. Uh, unfortunate. Holy cow. They, they suck. And they're not just a quarterback away, so I don't want to hear that. There are a lot of things away. Go ahead. I mean, I, I do think I – I wouldn't say they're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team, but I do think they're a quarterback away from being a playoff team. Um, just embarrassing. I mean, to lose, what is it, five straight games after being seven and three. You were in the building for for the last one. There for the Jacksonville game. That was that was brutal. Um, raining. Zach Wilson couldn't hit the side of a barn with a football. Um, fans were booing. Four string quarterback gets put in, in the fourth quarter. I mean, the stadium was the loudest when the four-string quarterback got put in. Louder than before the game started. Um, I mean, Zach Wilson's career is, is officially, I would say Mike White's career as well, mm-hmm. both officially done in New York. Mike White, maybe he'll take a backup deal, but he's not getting paid $15, 20000000 million a year to be the starter in New York, um, given that he's a free agent. But, yeah, I think we could officially close the book on Zach Wilson in New York. Jets got to go get a quarterback. I think, I think, you know, there's a lot of names on the table. Some of them kind of excite you. Most of them don't. You got Garoppolo. You got Carr. You got Baker. You got Tom Brady. You got Gardner Minshew. I mean, most of those aren't, you know, keeping me up at night. But um, I think they got to go after a veteran for the Jets. I don't think you go and draft someone and hope they're the answer. Um, So, hey, for, for me as a Jets fan, Jimmy G or Carr, if you get them, gives you a chance. Again, does I don't know if it makes you a Super Bowl team, but defense is good enough. You got the weapons. You get Brees Hall back next year. I think you know they're a they're a playoff contender with with a decent quarterback. So, and I'll leave it at that. And we could officially close the book on the mm. New York Jets season in twenty twenty two slash twenty twenty three. And they stink. They stink. it was fun. It was fun for a second. It yeah. was fun for a second. I like the go. No playoffs. Longest streak in the NFL. Official. Yeah. Pete was right. Pete said that the Jets were probably not going to win the Super Bowl this year and mm. that they had a slim chance of the playoffs, and now that's that's done. So good call, Pete. Pete, Pete was right. What, what, I, what I am happy about is that we have the answers on both quarterbacks <laughs> now. Yeah. Yep. It would have really sucked if Mike White tore it up these this week and next week we made the playoffs, and now we're, we're on that fence. Is Mike White our quarterback? Do we need to go get someone? Yeah. I think we have full answers on the quarterback room and that no one in there right now is going to be on the team next year. Yeah. So. Mm. It was fun while it lasted. Was it? I mean, seven and three. Sound was I would have taken seven and three. Mm-hmm. It was a circus, but it was a fun circus. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pete, the Col- thanks for the Colts have taking the, us along. The, the Colts have the five-game losing streak, but we didn't have the seven and three before then. So, yeah, I would take seven cool. three. Rick, you want to touch on? We could touch it on, on all the games, but the Pats. Yeah, yeah. So fun. it's crazy. I can't. We went through the dilemma, which I think we haven't been through. Right? Is do you get a better draft pick, or do you want to make the playoffs and lose first round? And so, I think we're. I mean, we're full in on the playoffs. Um, 
the Pats control their own destiny. Like, I mean, we're back, boys. I, I was watching a lot of lot of video, and people are saying this is Belichick's best coaching season. I don't know what you want to you know take from that, but the Pats control their own destiny. We're one win away from the playoffs, and you know anything can happen from there. Obviously, we have our biggest hardest game this season at Buffalo, especially after this week. It's going to be, you know, that much crazier. Even if I don't even know if they'll play the game, um, but the dynasty again is not over till we say it's over. And it's not over. I'm not here to say it's over. So, you know, what I think is crazy is that if Bengals won that game last night, Bills probably sit their starters. No, they do. They do well, 1 million percent, dude. Yeah. Now that they're not playing that game, you're going to get full-fledged Buffalo. It's a, it probably hurts the Pats the most of any team this game being. I agree. Wait. Now that, that can't be right because the, the Bills beat the Chiefs this year, right? So the Bills have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs if they were to I think tie. if the Bills won last night, then they would have sat this week. Oh, that's what it was. No. No. No, no, no. no because – well, because how it is right now, the Chiefs are thirteen and three. The Bills are twelve and three. So they either the way, they would have to win. Yeah. but they'd so have to like, be win twice in a row. Yeah, so like e- either way, the Bills were going to have to play that that week eighteen because the way they sync up all the games is they wouldn't know the result of the Chiefs game, right? What day do the no, the Chiefs play on Saturday. Oh, the Chiefs play on Saturday. Yeah. So, I guess it wouldn't have been a definite that they would have had to play. So, but, but okay. Everyone forgets last year. Pats went in and beat them in Buffalo. The regular season, not playoffs. That was yeah, I was going to say I did forget yeah. about that. That was yeah, like that really was cold, the... windy. Yeah, it was kind of it was <laughs> definitely a fluke game. It was definitely a fluke game, <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird team, man. This this Pats team, they just they just won't let you go. I was ready to let go. What last time we recorded? I think right after yep. we lost to to the Raiders. Yep. I'm ready to like let this team sail into the sunset, but they just and all of our players, like most of our good players, are hurt. I don't know, but if they win this week, or they make, or if they make the playoffs, are, are Patricia and Joe Judge <sighs> coming back for another no another rodeo? No. No, no. But I think Mac Jones might be the guy. I'm willing to at oh. least walk that plank a little bit. That's a plank, all right. It's flimsy. Yeah, it's flimsy. But so I guess they would play the Bills in the first round, the way it's yeah. setting up. I, I think they would. Which, yeah, I don't want to watch. That was like the worst game I've ever seen, but. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. Um, one thing I am, I am ready to call someone out on. I think he let off the show with this last week, and he said, "What do you say, Dean? Let me see if I get this right. Tom Brady's officially done. Did he? Did, is that what he said? That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, and I said, Pete, 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 be careful. Don't say that. A lot of people have said that, and you know, no one's ever, no one's gotten that take right in 19 years." Yeah, I stand by it. And it's still not right. Pete's going to double down. People will double down. You just only dig your hole deeper. And we keep receipts, Pete, because Tom Brady, you know, same thing with the Patriots. We don't tell you when it's over. He tells you when it's over. 
I'll tell you what, he looked great. 34 for 45, 432, three touchdowns. That's pretty they're good. Not, they're they're not that good of a team. And he's played he's played just like Purdue football, mediocre all year. He had one big game. You know who else had, had big games this year? Mike White had a big two big games. Uh, Gardner Minshew had a big game. I mean, I can go down the list of Colt McCoy had a big game. People could have big games. Doesn't mean they're all of a sudden back to their prime. Nineteenth uh, division title. I mean, Pete, I, that's not. It, it, let's, let's not brag about the AFC or the NFC South this year. I mean, I, I, eight, of eight. Course, it's horrible. But uh, you just got to get to the dance, Pete. You I, you who wants to play? Who wants to play a home game against Tom Brady? The Cowboys. I'm not saying anyone does. I mean, that's what's probably going to be is the Cowboys. And I yeah, think they, they've already beaten them. I think I think the Cowboys roll over the Bucks. Just be careful, Pete. I, I stand by my I stand by my stance. Don't try to make me retract it. That won't. Well, I mean, I I won't. Tom Brady probably will. On that team, he's done. I'm not saying he can't go somewhere else and revitalize. But he's still playing good good football for 46 years old. I mean, did you watch him this season? He was underthrowing and overthrowing people for for 16 games, and he has one good game, and now he's he's back. He's back. He's he's still the king of the NFL. Like, I didn't say that. I never said that. I just said your take last week didn't last. It hasn't lasted very long. Oh, it, it lasts as long as I want it to last, just like Brady's legacy lasts as long as I want it to last. So he's done. He's still a boogeyman. Okay. All right. What, so when it, what what would you what would it take to say I was wrong? Like what has to happen? Does he have to win a playoff game, two playoff games, win the Super Bowl? Like what happens to him saying Pete like oh, I was if dead wrong. And if he wins two playoff games, I'll say I'm dead wrong. Two playoff games? Yeah. Like so he's got to go to the NFC the anyone, NFC championship game? Anyone could win one game. So yeah. He's got to win a road game in the playoffs this year, basically. Okay. You guys, he's got to win one game, and then at least the second game's got to be competitive. How about that? Okay, that's fair. If they get, if they get blown out in the second round, I'm I'm not impressed. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's crazy. He's still he's still here. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. Aaron that Rogers got flexed to the here. Monday night. Sunday, Sunday night, yeah, yeah. Lions, Packers. That's crazy. Nope. That's going to be an awesome game. Still have a shot to make it because I think they can be eliminated before that game. I forget what the scenarios are, but there's a situation where that's like a winner gets in, and there's a situation where the Packers need to win to get in, but the Lions are already eliminated. Um, yeah, I think it's the, Seah- the Seahawks win, then the Packers are the only team that can come out of that game. Yeah. So Should we move into picks? College basketball or nah? I mean, college basketball. Everyone's got losses now. Everyone sucks. Twenty twenty three is not being kind to Purdue so far. Just saying. But I don't think anyone's listening to this point, Dean. Everyone's probably shut this podcast off because we've been going forever. But group chat got a little group chat got a little sensitive last night. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's just that's Purdue fans for you. 
if you're not slapping each other's asses talking about how great everything is, then you're a sad fan. Yeah, or you're this a is, one or two. Yeah, yeah. This is where like we all agree with Pete that <laughs> Purdue's Purdue's not the worst team in college basketball. I think so, we always said that. Yeah. There's but this that. is a this is a huge exactly. stretch. For, I mean, we could easily go zero and three this week. We have oh, we lost to Rutgers last night. We have Ohio State Thursday at Ohio State, and then we have at Penn State on Sunday. Oh, man. I mean, we could easily lose all those games. Well, the good news is, like, you're making it to the dance no matter what. So, see what happens there. Yep. Barring, barring a, a big meltdown. All right. We're not, yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. Real quick before hockey season started. January 1st is the beginning of hockey season. Did you guys watch – did you catch any of that Winter Classic yesterday? I did not. I did not. It was awesome. It's an awesome event. I know it was at Fenway Park. It's a really cool event. Yeah. They really good job those. Yeah. Bruins won. I mean, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, all right. Thanks. Good breakdown. Thanks. You guys aren't looking at me, so it's like I'm, I'm just talking to myself. So, um, all right, here we go. Overall record, Pete still 500, riding the fence, nine nine and one. This is the overall record. I'm seven and thirteen, bad. Dean six ten and two, bad. I, I thought I had found our first three and zero week, and then uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins screwed me. Yeah. You want to, you want me to kick it off, Rick? Yeah, go ahead, Pete. All right. I got three football picks. One of them is a national championship game. Ooh. And okay. we talked plenty about Georgia TCU and both semifinal games. 12 and a half is a lot of points. Are you gonna lock that? Are you gonna lock that in right now? That twelve and a half because it's gonna move. I know it's gonna move twelve and a half right now. Like you said, it opened higher. It's gonna continue to drop most likely. I think, like I said earlier, and I'll say it again, TCU's got nothing to lose. Everyone's doubting them. They're the underdogs. Um, I think they cover twelve and a half. I I don't know if they they win the game. I think they have a chance to win, but I think they keep it within ten points. They're explosive on offense. They control the line of scrimmage. I think it's just it's what Georgia team do we get? Is it that unstoppable Georgia team that can run through anyone? Or is it the team that faced Ohio State? If it's a team that faced Ohio State, I think TCU's got a shot. I think they definitely cover 12 and a half. Yep. So, um, okay. Next pick, Steelers minus three. So this was a little bit of a... a Steelers still got a shot. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm leaning Steelers here. Um, Mike Tomlin, I don't know how he's not being talked about as coach of the year with the the team he has and them still ha- having a playoff shot. So the Pats lose to the Bills and the Jets beat the Dolphins, both things that could definitely happen. Steelers win, they're in. Um, they're playing the Browns. Deshaun Watson has looked less than impressive, I would say, and – Rightfully so, being that he was out of football for two years. Um, 
Steelers are ugly, man. They just they just win ugly games. They run the ball. We play good defense. TJ Watt is nasty. I think the Steelers get it done. Whether they make it in the playoffs or not, I think I think they're gonna go in and and play hard nosed football the way they know how and and beat the Browns like they typically do um, every other game that they play the Browns. So I like Steelers minus three. And my last one is that Monday night game or Sunday night game rather. Packers Lions uh, Lions at minus four and a half for the Packers right now. I think I said it like three or four episodes ago when the Packers had like two percent chance to make the playoffs. That Aaron Rodgers is back, and I think they're going to run the table. I don't know if I used those words, but they're running the table and at home in Lambeau. Jared Goss, a dome quarterback, not an outdoor quarterback, dome quarterback. I think they get it done. I, I think they've come this far. They've now they now control their own destiny for the first time all season. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers lays it all out there. They make it in the playoffs. <clears throat> I'm not sure what they do in the playoffs, but I think they're rolling right now, and I think they roll through the Lions. I think they cover four and a half. Okay. <clears throat> Good stuff, Pete. Try to get over 500. What's the plan? Dean? You know? Man, I need to stop going after Pete because he always takes at least one or two of, of, of the picks that I like, and I think he nailed it with the Packers and Steelers. <laughs> Those were my first two that I put down. Um, so We can ride together, Dean. Come on, man. All right. So, shit. Oh, fuck, I might be putting like four or five picks this week. No, I, I, I love the Packers. Minus four and a half. Um, they're just rolling right now. A.J. Dillon is playing re- really well. Rodgers is playing well. Watson has been a stud all year for him. He was a guy I was hoping the Colts could draft way back when, but they just they weren't able to get high enough to get him. He He's always looked, he's looked great this year, stepping up for Rodgers. The defense is playing well. This is... <laughs> this is what they were working these last four or five weeks to try to earn is this opportunity. I think they're going to cash it in against the Lions. The Steelers, I love what I've seen from Kenny Pickett these, these last couple games, like game-winning drives the last two weeks You know, to beat, beat the Raiders and then in a hostile environment beating Baltimore. Like I think Pickett has quietly come on the radar as you know, really trending up this year and putting together a nice season. And of course, yeah, like I totally agree with Pete. Mike Tomlin is one of, if not the best coaches in football right now. And the, the job he's done with this team has, has been phenomenal. So yeah, Steelers minus three. And then uh the other one I, I like are the the Jags Saturday night against the Titans. The Titans will be starting Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. What the a Jags bunch of frauds are- the Titans are. I mean, goodness gracious. Okay. Absolute I mean they're on frauds. We're, so I'm backup quarterback here. So I'm I, I wouldn't be dancing on graves when they're starting, you know, their third string quarterback. I, I don't know Tannehill's any better. Tannehill stinks Tan- too. They Tan- all stink. Dude. Tannehill has years of proven results with with, with the Titans. So I'm not gonna go out there. Uh, but the J- Jags are rolling. They've man. If you would have told me that, like in the middle of the Urban Meyer experience last year, that just a year later the Jags would have a, you know, a one like one game to win the division just the next season, and Lawrence would, you know, would be a stud, I would ask, I would be shocked. 
and how, how that happened. But here they are, Saturday night opportunity, minus six and a half against the Titans. I think the Jags get it done and win the the dreadful AFC South. Dreadful is a good word. Yep. That division's worse than the NFC South. Oh, for sure. The te- Texans are the worst team in football, and the Colts have been just as bad the second half. Yeah. The Colts might be the biggest clown show in the NFL right now. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to take Bruins play on Thursday. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get some W's in the column. So, Bruins money line playing the Kings, LA Kings Thursday, and then I'll go to football. I got. Uh, I like here, boys. I've been I've been going back and forth with a few. Uh. I like the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins, I, we really haven't talked about them, but a massive collapse. An absolute insane collapse. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for them yet next week. Yeah, I know. I think Bridgewater's out. I can I gotta stay away from that. Um, You guys already took, I liked the Packers. I, I All three of us are on the Packers? Yeah. No. The big, rigs ride, the big rigs ride together. All you right, guys. I'll, take, I'll take Packers. All right. I like the Packers. I like Aaron Rodgers. Play play of the year since we all agree on one. Yeah, shit. Good I, start. Twenty twenty three. And then Pete, I'm gonna ride with you too on the the frogs. Oh, Frog nation. Horny frogs. Horny frogs. So yep, maybe maybe that's how we get back to five hundred boys. We just start riding together. Um. I don't think well, anyone's made it. I can't gain any ground on you guys this week since each of you have two of my picks. <laughs> Rigs together um, strong. I like that. I like that. You guys see my 500 record, my stability <laughs> in my picks, and you're like, well, let me just rival. That you. guy's doing something right. <laughs> That's why you made me go first. That guy's doing something right. Uh, I did want to shout out Hannah, my sister, and Deb, my brother-in-law. We, they got the first Big Rigs merchandise. We've ever printed, so I don't have anything to the laundry, but we got merch, boys. Big, if one on one, very big, if true. Yeah, it's very cool. So, shout out to them, very creative. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll start a merch line, maybe that's how we make it. Yeah, we got to get maybe. that free advertising out there, put it on the people. And yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do a little big rigs tour for spring training. Oh, we really should do that. Yeah. 2023 is full of possibilities for the big rigs. We'll get some like magnets they throw on like the side of cars with our like logos. Throw it on the side of the rental. Stickers. Just stickers. Put them everywhere. Yeah, start putting them around the office. Put them on like, put them on ski lifts. Put them on telephone poles. I like that. Maybe we'll go like the Mardi Gras. Get a float. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to New Year's Eve in New York next year and just start handing out stickers. There you go, Pete. Yeah, like Planet Fitness does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, boys, that was quite an episode. Um, it's good to be back. I think twenty twenty three. Who knows what's going to happen with this podcast? But we appreciate all the, the few listeners out there. Um, obviously, still continuing to think of Demar Hamlin and that situation. More to come, I'm sure, on that. But uh, I think we shook the rust off a little bit. Good, good podcast. 
Yeah. 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 It's Dean's definitely a long one. A, Dean's in a TCU pretzel still. Hopefully you can get untangled from that team. Yeah. Hopefully we didn't lose too many listeners during that <laughs> back and forth failure to communicate. Yeah. But no, th- th- this was a long one, but it was much needed after, you know, Southwest canceled our last episode. Yeah. Shout out Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll be our first sponsor. No free ads. And yeah. I don't want I don't want an ad for a company that, that pulls something like that on us. Yeah. So as soon as no. Southwest, as soon as that company hooks you guys up with with, with with your refunds and whatnot, maybe we can we can revisit. Rick, we we combined lost three days of our lives because of Southwest. I didn't. I enjoyed it. I drove through Utah. I had a great time. Yeah, sitting in two miles, like three hours for two miles. <laughs> three hours of traffic. Man. I went to we went to Vegas. It's weird being in Vegas and not like my body didn't know what to do. I'm like I see. The strip, and I just <laughs> drove right by. I wanted to, I, it was hard. That's what I call an addiction. No, it's, it's not an addiction. It's like it's like uh, it's like you driving next to Yankee Stadium, not one that go give it a hug. That's a, I like that analogy. Thanks, I'll take, I'll take back my yeah. comment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, but yeah, we got uh, it's gonna be a big year. We're gonna start off with some baseball. March, February, I guess. But um, I think we're just talking at this point. So uh, we love you, Big Reg Nation, and uh, see you soon. Peace.